Hey, Soul Fam, you're listening to the Soul Expanded Podcast, a sacred container built to support you on your own soul expanding journey. I'm your host, Bridget Nistico, a seeker, space holder, soul coach, and shamanic energy healer who believes everyone deserves to be whole and in alignment with their life's purpose. Each episode, we will hear from fellow spiritual seekers and conscious leaders on how they've navigated their own soul-expanding journey, the highs, the lows, and the tools they use to support their path of soul expansion. Now, let's get started on this soul-expanding journey together. Hello, 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 dear friends and family. How are we doing? How are we really doing? That's the question I keep asking everyone I talk to because, you know, we have that normal, oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. But really, how are we really doing? Uh, We are entering week nine here in the Washington, D.C. area. I live right outside of D.C. in Arlington, Virginia, um, of our quarantine. And I know everyone else is in different places and uh, they're rules and restrictions and everything is a little bit different and I just pray and I'm sending you love that wherever you are and however this has been impacting your life that you are doing what you need to take care of yourself, to nourish yourself, to honor it is uh, that you are experiencing and really letting yourself to feel the waves of emotion as they come through. I know for me it's definitely been kind of a roller coaster and each day is a little bit different. I'm finding that in regular life, quote unquote, uh, whatever that means, uh, you know, when I hit an emotion or space, it typically, it will last a certain length of time, you know, whether it's sadness or joy, um, for more of an extended time. And what I'm finding with this experience is that it's really a day to day thing and a moment to moment experience. And, you know, I think being present in that and whatever that looks like and allowing, those feelings and those things to come through, whether it's joy. I know for me, there are days when I'm so happy and I feel so free and I'm so glad that the world is, you know, waking up in so many ways. And then days that I'm so sad and I'm grieving uh, collectively with the pain that everyone's feeling and how it's impacting them. And there's no right or wrong to this. It's really just about honoring our own truth and, and what it is that we're feeling and then, you know, nourishing ourselves with that experience. And so I wanted to share a little bit today about uh, triggers and shadows and some of the work that I've been forced to do recently. And as some of you know, uh, I left in the beginning of March to go to a training with the Four Winds Society in Joshua Tree. And the Four Winds is a shamanic energy medicine program founded by Alberto Velodo and uh, based on the lineage and wisdom teachings of the Caro of Peru. And it was just such a profound experience. And the training was supposed to be for the entire month of March. And it was a sacred time where we would work the medicine wheel together as a group with my IU and really learn the uh, energy medicine practices and how to heal through energy medicine and the neuroscience of the brain and the luminous energy field and all of this amazing stuff. And my program was uh, ended shortly Uh, due to the coronavirus, and I was forced to come home, which, uh, of course, you know, is fine, uh, and that it is what it is, right? It's out of our control, Um, and so I am going to be returning to Chile in October to finish that program, which I am so, so excited about, but I wanted to preface this conversation with that because 
part of working the medicine wheel is walking the four directions and each of those elements. And so as we do that, part of uh, the work of uh, shamanism and entering into this sacred space of being, you know, a medicine person and supporting others on their journeys is doing the never ending work ourselves and really digging into our own healing. And it's through that healing that we are then able to um, help others and to steward what it is that they're experiencing. And so we were able to complete the south and the west directions. And from the lineage that I was initiated into, again, the Kiro from Peru, uh, the south direction is the serpent, Sacha Mama, where we are just letting the past shed from us like the skin of a snake and where we are walking belly to belly with Mother Earth and just really releasing things that no longer serve us. And so part of that work that we did as a group was really shedding limiting beliefs and um ridding ourselves of these old identities and these things and these paradigms that no longer serve us and being really aware of our uh, connection um, to Mother Earth. And then when we move to the West direction, it's Otarango, Mother Jaguar, and really seeing into the darkness, into our shadows and embracing those shadows and the duality of the lightness and darkness and being able to track those things and partnering with our jaguar for support to really see into the depths of what what it is that needs to be revealed that we might need to work on and um, that's just a brief summary of the elements of those directions Um, but I say all of that to say that I did a lot of trigger and shadow work uh, during those two weeks and it was a really intense but beautiful sacred experience where we um, were initiated into different rites from our lineage, where we also processed through and uh, turned our koyas, our uh, medicine stones into our stones through our healing practices and working with nature to kind of uncover what what it is that needed to be revealed and healed and integrated for us to be whole. Um, it, you know, it's never really about removing these things. It's all about the duality of who we are as humans. You know, we are good, we are bad, we are, we are beautiful, we are sad, we are, you know, duality in existence. And it's about honoring that duality and integrating them and being aware of, of all of the facets and sides of ourselves and how we navigate those places um, and navigate our our experience with all of that. And so I wasn't anticipating coming home and having to be faced with even more of this work. But, um, you know, as I came home and I'd been, you know, sitting with the experience that I had just left and this beautiful sacred group that we created and this this path that I'm walking of um, really learning the wisdom teachings from this lineage and integrating them into my being and my life and and learning how to support my clients with this work. Um, I was sitting with it and, and meditating and bringing the practices back into my everyday life, which is kind of a surreal experience because you go from this super sacred container that was built for you into um, now, how do you take this into the real world? And that is ultimately the path of the shamanic work is being able to balance spirit world and the 3d world and bridging the two and so you know when i came home i was you know continuing my practices and 
Uh, it, it was really beautiful setting it up and integrating it into my real life. But I kept, you know, kind of doing some some additional work and really seeing what was left there for me because I really feel like I'm walking into this new space and this new calling and that for me, I know in order to walk fully into this path that I've been called to, I really need to let go of anything that's no longer serving me and learn how to integrate in the things that I need to um, be aware of and conscious of in order to be able to fully serve people uh, like I know that I need to. And was really hit with a situation that I was not expecting. It was an interaction with someone that really blindsided me um, that was essentially saying that my intention was harming other people. And it was a really challenging thing for me to face and it triggered a lot of stuff in me. And it was funny because the night it happened, I had been in ceremony a couple of hours prior and I said, okay, spirits, universe, you know, reveal to me what is left. I know I've done all this work. I know that my calling is is continuing to expand and grow and, and continue to show me and reveal to me what it is that I need to see. And then not a few hours later, the situation presented itself. And it was really, really painful, but I'm so glad that it came up because what it made me aware of was some really deep triggers and shadows that I needed to heal. And so I wanted to talk about triggers and shadows and and share my perspective on them and how I've been working with them. But essentially, triggers are things that are mirrors for us of, of things that we need to look at within ourselves. So for me, the things that trigger me are oftentimes a reflection of things that I have shadows about. And this one situation triggered a very strong word, which was fraud. Um, and it was that I'm a fraud and that I'm not good enough. And, you know, when I explored the shadow of that trigger and did some work around it, it was really revealed to me just most of this stuff stems from our childhood. And it's really about going back to the origination of this core wound, which can be, you know, our childhood or ancestral. And, and for me, it was, you know, as a child growing up, I was always bigger, like physically bigger than all of my peers. I was always taller, larger. I was made fun of a lot. I never really felt like I fit in. I was really loud and I had a ton of Aries fire energy and I just kind of always danced to my own drum, which thankfully my mom just encouraged um, and allowed me to be. But as a little girl, it was it was not easy. And Um, I never really felt like I fit into any one place. And, you know, my family, um, my great-great-grandparents immigrated to a small town in Connecticut and owned, you know, a couple of restaurants and were working class people. But the town I grew up in ended up turning into um, a space where a lot of like Wall Street and executives moved into. And it's now a extremely wealthy, wealthy area. And so my family was one of the families that was, you know, a working class family that originally founded that town. But uh, we, you know, we could support ourselves. And my mom, you know, thankfully for her, was just such an amazing, strong, independent woman who took care of everyone and really supported us. But comparatively to the um, experience of what was happening around me, we we were just a different type of family and you know financially not on the same level as other people um and my mom always kind of beat to her own drum and and people didn't necessarily understand that the types of people that were moving into the community that we lived in and so 
you know, when I traced back the origination of this word fraud and also, you know, too loud and too much, it was really, you know, I had to do a lot of work with my inner child of loving her because oftentimes I was silenced or I was made fun of. And um, I just remember not wanting to be seen from a very young age. You know, I've always been really tall and it's just been, I remember wanting to always be shorter or smaller and to shrink myself. And that carried with me for, you know, a long, long time, all the way through college, probably until I got sober. Um, And so I would always find ways. It's like I kind of self-sabotaged myself for a really long time trying to lower my being and who I was because I didn't want to be seen because I was afraid of being called out or made fun of or people saying, who are you to be this person? Um, And I think a lot of us have that fear of that unworthiness and not being enough. And so, you know, this situation really called that out because me becoming, um, I guess, vocal and, and stepping out into this experience of walking into being a healer and the coaching that I do and just owning my truth and, um, has been terrifying. I know some of my friends know I, was not on social media until January of last year. I really didn't like the publicity of my life being in a social setting, in a social place. And so I've always had this love-hate relationship with social media and never really wanted to be a part of it. And partly because I feel like it can be really toxic. But what I know is that through the work I've been doing, Spirit has kept telling me, you need to share your voice. You need to rise and you need to put yourself out there. And so I made that decision last year publicly. I, you know, I was a business coach and got my, when I got my coaching certification and my focus was more on business. Um, and so I made a page and I put myself out there and over the last, you know, year and a half or so things have shifted and transitioned. And I realized that my calling really was to take all of the work that I've done and integrate it in to where spirit was directing me and calling me to go and sharing more of my healing with my soul coaching and now the shamanic work and, um, and sharing the story of others to help people on their healing journeys. And so it's terrifying, you guys, like this podcast was terrifying. It's terrifying me sitting here doing this right now, knowing that like my voice and this episode and this vulnerability is going to be out there so publicly for people. And I so applaud everyone that is just so open to sharing their experience because it is not easy. And so, you know, these triggers that I've had to go into and really dig in and see where did this originate from. And I really had to to love my little girl and to let her know that her voice matters and that she needs to live her truth and be exactly how God made her to be. And I say that for all of us, that no one can tell us what our story is or what we should be doing or who we should be. Only we can say that for ourselves, right? Only we know what our truth is and what our experience is. And and we need to honor that. And it can be terrifying, especially with social media where people have complete access to you and can make you feel bad about yourself or you're putting yourself out there in a really public way. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to do it publicly, but even in personal relationships with our friends, 
you know, owning and standing up and setting boundaries or whatever it is that triggers might be for you, you know, maybe not being able to share your voice or not feeling like you have the power to share your voice and who you are in conversation or with your family or um, whatever that may be. Uh, We all have our own experience, but, you know, so working through these triggers and I decided to do um, some deep shadow work and identifying some of the other things and you know, unworthiness came up and um, judgmental and controlling and all of these words that I'm afraid to be, right? And I looked back at my own experience and how in a lot of ways and, and something I've had to work through, even as a friend, you know, with friends being, you know, having judgments or thinking my way is the right way, that's that's a huge shadow that Thankfully, friends have given me the opportunity to work through with them and change. But so as soon as this this trigger came up with this one person and I started the work, you guys, I asked a couple of friends like, hey, part of these exercises were asking people things that you did um, that really triggered um, them or ways that you self-sabotaged yourself through your own shadow. Um, and so the work that I'm referencing is actually the To Be Magnetic program with Lacey Phillips, and it's a, a manifestation program that's amazing, and you're really unblocking to be able to call in your manifestations. Um, and so the exercises were asking these people, and I got some really good feedback, and it was really interesting because different personalities of people in my life gave me different feedback. And uh, a couple of the things that came up were this, you know, this controlling, this judgmental type of person um, and people just feeling like they wanted to be heard more. And then other people were like, no, I don't experience that at all with you, um, but I do feel like you tend to take too much on or do too much. So all of this stuff kind of popped up through me being open and asking others for their feedback. And then I had like several unsolicited incidences where I was just like, okay, universe, I surrender to this experience because I had two other people contact me saying they wanted to talk to me about like our interactions and communication together. And, you know, it's just funny how when you open a portal and you start to do this work that what comes in that needs to be healed will always be revealed. And so while it was painful to hear these things, I'm just grateful that I've cultivated such strong relationships with people and they feel safe enough to be able to share with me and they want to improve our relationships or work through things together. And what I realized in a couple of these dynamics is that oftentimes our triggers, like what we do to trigger someone else, they're triggering us, right? So I realized that the types of people that were um, responding and sharing certain feedback that their personalities were common. And I realized, wow, this type of personality triggers me to react in a judgmental way. Um, And so I was able to kind of identify these different themes for my own triggers and what causes my shadow to activate or me to act out in judgment or controlling or, or different ways. And through that process was able to Um, to journal and to release and to now integrate back in these things, which I've, I've been aware of. These are kind of, they're my shadows. They're my triggers. They're kind of these themes of my personality that I have to continue to work with and work through. And, uh, in AA, we call them character defects, which I really don't 
I don't think that they're defects, but they're, they're um, things that we need to be aware of so that we can integrate them in. And when they pop up, because they're going to continue to pop up our whole life, that we can integrate them in and, and approach them from a different perspective, right? So for me, um, the fraud situation and this person, you know, saying, you know, who are you to, sh- to share these things and, and saying I was doing it from a, a not um, good intentional place, which was not where I was coming from at all. It really forced me to say that, like, I need to stand in my own truth, you know, and if I know that what I'm doing and what I'm sharing is in alignment and, and is coming from a place of integrity, then that's what I have to stand on, right? I cannot control if someone else thinks I'm not um, a genuine person. That's out of my control. But as long as I've checked myself and and done the work and really sat with my intention surrounding what it is that I'm sharing and how I'm representing myself, then that's all that matters, right? Being true to our own authentic self. And then for the other situations with... Um, you know, people that shared different feedback on their experience with me and how I trigger them, um, really looking at the patterns of my own triggers popping up in those conversations and realizing that um, because I have such a strong personality and a lot of fire in me, even if my intention isn't in the, like, if my intention is good, I need to be cautious of the way I'm messaging or sharing something to someone because my strength can come off as um, aggressive and and I don't want that to be the case. You know, I want to come from a loving space. And so really this, this last two weeks has been, it's been hard, you guys. Looking at this stuff is really painful. Owning, you know, the things that trigger us and being aware of what it is that our shadows are, you know, they're mirrors, they're mirrors and they're reflections. And we have to look at the good and the bad and the beauty in all that is us. And again, that duality and really how do we take those things and integrate them in and be aware of them. So moving forward, when I, you know, interact with these people um, that shared these things with me, I can shift the way I'm approaching the situation. And really uh, cater my communication style to a way that's most supportive to them. And if I feel like I'm getting triggered in the interaction, knowing, hey, Bridget, you know, this is that theme again. This is that theme of, you know, you wanting to um, kind of control or, you know, really help someone. But it, it seems as if when you are sharing it, your opinion is coming across as controlling. And by being aware of these things, we have the opportunity to really uh, enhance our relationships with others and uh, communicate in much better ways and know our truths, right? So I can say to myself, okay, I know what my shadows are. I know what my triggers are. I'm fully aware of them. So if someone says it to me, it's like, yep, that's one of them. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me work on that or continue to work on it or approaching things from a different perspective when you are triggered and when something arises that is a mirror to you. And I know for me, oftentimes um, it's, you know, those things that are setting off that trigger alert in my body are things that uh, I need to look at in myself. 
So everything is a mirror for us, you guys. All of our relationships, all of our communications, all of the things, the interactions we have on a day-to-day, they're mirrors. And you know, that first interaction that kind of spiraled this shadow work process for me, um, it was a mirror and in, in what I needed to look at in myself. And for me, standing in my truth and my authenticity and back to the little girl in me of not being afraid to be who I am and, you know, checking my motives and my intentions and my integrity. And if I can say, hey, that's right, standing in my truth and in my power and the message that I'm sharing. And as I continue to do the podcast and I'm being called to publicly open myself up to this space, you know, that's the first of many times that that's going to happen. And so I'm grateful for that experience. And I'm grateful that it opened the door for me to then interact with other people in my life and face some of these other um, shadows that I need to integrate in. And behaviors and patterns and really looking at how I can um, be the best version of myself and allow myself to live in the lightness and darkness of exactly who I am, but doing so in a way that is honest and authentic to me, right? Because all of it is who we are and owning all of it and being able to say it out loud. And it's hard for me to share this right now, to share what those shadows are, you know, so vulnerably. So I just wanted to keep it real and let you guys know what's been going on with me. It's been it's been a lot of work, but I finally feel like I'm coming out of the other side and, and having some really beautiful healing around it. And it's just strengthened me to be able to stand in this path that I'm walking in and this awareness and this work that we do, it allows us to live so authentically and so fully when we truly know who we are and it allows our relationships with others to um, really blossom and grow and be the most beautiful um, versions of the relationships that they can be. And, you know, our our lives are just continuous um, relationships and everything we experience is in relation to others and how we relate to the world. And so, the trigger work and the shadow work allows us to come home to our truth so that as we're navigating the relationship with the world and with other people, that um, we can continue to stand in our power, but own when we're wrong, right? Or own when we need to fix something or say, I'm sorry, or approach something differently or look at a different situation from another person's perspective and um, cater our communication style or how we're approaching it that's most supportive. And I know for me, particularly in the work of holding space for others, that is so important to me, um, that I'm able to fully accept anyone and everyone exactly where they are, um, just as I would want to be accepted for exactly who I am and where I am. And it's not easy, right? Because certain people really annoy us and we're like, oh my gosh, why? And that's for anyone, a healer, a light worker, a regular person, you know, we get pissed off with other interactions with other people. But the beautiful part of life is for us to say like, hey, this is where that person is right now in their walk. And how can I support them and hold space for them whether it's in a conversation or helping them with something or just being available to just to listen. And if they ask for feedback or they want advice, then sharing, you know, our perspectives, but truly allowing everyone 
um, to be exactly who they are, where they are in their walk. And I think that this uh, trigger and the shadow work, because we're, you know, working with our own selves and our perspectives, it allows us to do that, right? It allows us to modify our behaviors and to own our side of the street if we are wrong in a communication or an interaction. And also then to, on the flip side, stand up for ourselves when we know that, you know, we are standing in our truth and our power and we need to set a boundary. So if you're interested in learning more about some of this work, feel free to, you know, send me a DM um, at Bridget Nistico um, is my Instagram handle. Um, my information's also in um, the show notes and the link to everything. But I'd love to hear what you guys are working on or what's coming up for you. I think that this whole experience that we're navigating is forcing us to look at ourselves in a much different way because how we relate to the world and our quote unquote reality has completely changed. So this is a great opportunity to really dig in and and do some of this work and take a look at how we can, you know, surface out of this quarantine a new and more whole and authentic version of ourselves because the world is changing guys and it's not going to be the same and and we have to really adjust ourselves accordingly and make sure that we're in alignment we're in I knew we're in balance um with ourselves and how we're interacting with others and the planet so thank you for listening to my experience today, you know, I was really nervous about sharing this. I felt like originally like, oh, this is just for other people's stories. And I realized, Bridget, you do this work. You need to share what you're working through. And I feel like this work in particular, sharing it vulnerably allows others to say, gosh, I'm dealing with, you know, some of the same things and facing these dark parts of ourselves is not easy. And I know that. And I'm sending you love wherever you are. If you're facing some darkness in your in who you are just know that we all have it all of us have this lightness and darkness that no one is exempt from that and um it doesn't mean you're a bad person it's just an opportunity for us to grow and to learn and to understand ourselves better so that we can really interact and be a part of community and relationships with others in the world in the most beautiful and authentic way that we can. So sending you lots of love on your healing and soul expanding journey and uh, looking forward to sharing more of kind of what it is that I'm going through and um, love to all of you, my beautiful soul family.